What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Ubuntu Performance Podcast. Today, we're starting from the top, a solo cast, short, brief, hard-hitting. We're talking about performance nutrition. I'm going to define it, help you differentiate it from nutrition for overall health, and then I'm going to go through the performance nutrition pyramid, the priorities of performance nutrition. Plenty of insights, plenty of practical takeaways here. Let's get into it. going on everybody thank you so much for joining for episode number two of this second season i have rebranded to the ubuntu performance podcast previously the ubuntu nutrition podcast but we're covering all aspects of performance and whilst this is a solo cast which i hope to keep under 20 minutes i am going to have a lot of specialty hard-hitting guests on from different aspects different uh, domains of performance so we're looking at mindset psychology sleep i want to get all those people on and so these solo casts are probably going to be few and far between but we'll just see how it goes today i want to set the stage for the seasons coming forward i want to talk and define performance nutrition and i want to help you define the sorry to differentiate performance nutrition from nutrition guidelines and recommendations for the general population and for a healthy life okay most of the recommendations and guidelines will cross over between the two but there are some differences that you need to be aware of if you are an athlete a high functioning you know professional that's not a professional athlete I'm talking about. I'm talking about someone in the corporate environment or you know, you own your own business or you're very active in your job. These are all you know, positions and lifestyles that require a focus on performance nutrition. If you're a university student, if you're a teacher, if you're a busy parent, again, all aspects where your nutrition, your dietary approach, and the foods you're putting in your body and the routines that you adopt the habits the practices they're all going to be essential um, for successful execution of these tasks your job helping the kids keeping a family environment um, having a positive kind of outlook and uh, mood but also your overall longevity and your health okay so Without further ado, I'm going to dive in and what I hope to cover is just defining performance nutrition, differentiating it from overall health nutrition, and then going through the, the pyramid of priorities for performance, nutritional pri priorities that is. And this is something we come back to, I probably touch on this once a day, if not more, with my athletes and the people I work with. So... Without further ado, I'm going to get into it, but I want to first give a quick plug to Ubuntu Nutrition, which is a platform that I've founded alongside um, Ronan O'Brien. And what we do is we provide white label nutrition resources for coaches. So if you're a coach, if you're a PT, a nutritionist, a dietitian, a gym owner, if you're any of these and you want to upgrade the 
quality of nutrition content that you provide to your clients, we are the place. So all you need to do is go to www.ubuntunutrition.com and you can check out our service there. We provide a monthly pack of resources, PDF articles, one-page fact sheets, a coaching tool, and a pack of social media templates for you. And they're all white label, which means you put your logo, your colors, you don't have to attribute us whatsoever. Uh, they're your intellectual property. Anyway, I only have 15 minutes left, so let's dive in. So what is performance nutrition? Loosely defined, it is the manipulation of nutrients, foods, and your overall diet for optimal performance output. Now again, I urge you, do not just think of performance in the light of sports performance. It ranges across several domains, including the ones I talked about just a couple of minutes ago. All right, now, the reason it's so important to differentiate it is because there are situations in which recommendations towards overall health differ from recommendations for performance, for optimal performance. And then you say, okay, that's fine. Why are you doing a fucking podcast where we have to listen to you for 20 minutes on it? Because sometimes the recommendations that are for optimal performance don't agree with what we imagine as healthy practices. Okay? I'll give you an example. Avoiding fiber before a competition, race, match, game, wherever you're listening from and whatever your terminology is or non-meclature, it is a recommendation to avoid fiber or keep it to a minimum if you're going to engage in a particularly intense activity. However, we absolutely need fiber in our diet for you know healthy digestive tract, regular bowel movements, um, a thriving gut bacterial you know profile. So that's just a simple. Re, that's a simple example, and the reason we we have we say to keep it to a minimum uh, before performance is because it just takes a long time to digest, and usually you're going to get your your carbohydrates um, from sources that also provide your fiber. Obviously, we're talking about whole grains and uh, fruits and vegetables there. So the more fiber intact with these, the slower the process of digestion and absorption of these carbohydrates, which we actually really need for the the energy okay and you want to be going into your competition or your game ready to go you know your digestive system has processed the food and it's not sitting there you know causing any kind of gas or discomfort uh, and you have access to those carbohydrates that you consumed okay so that's just a simple example and there are a myriad of more um, recommendations that are slightly different okay so it's just really important to, to discuss that because athletes will sometimes feel guilty for things that they're being told to, to do by a nutritionist or by a coach as long as it's, you know, science-informed and it's actually from someone who's qualified to talk about these things. But they can feel guilty because they know from their general overview of nutrition that it doesn't actually align with, you know, recommendations given to, the, to a population for a healthy life. 
Okay, so let's talk about the priorities of performance nutrition. And as with, you know, fat loss and muscle gain, health improvement, we like to categorize the essentials into a pyramid of priorities. Okay, so, you know, actually you could think of it as the, the food pyramid. So on the lower levels, you have the foods that should be um, most abundant in your diet. And as you get up to the top of the pyramid, the total area of the layer is smaller and smaller and smaller. And you need less of, you need to pay less attention or in the example of the food pyramid, you need to consume less of the top, okay? Which kind of gets confusing because sometimes I say top of the pyramid is supplements, you know, top of the pyramid. And, you know, sometimes that comes across as, oh, supplements are the number one priority, but it's the top of the pyramid, which means they're the lowest priority. So in the performance nutrition hierarchy or pyramid, we have at the lower level energy, okay? Fueling for the work required, making sure you're getting sufficient energy so that you are able to perform maximally, okay? Um, and we get that as calories in our foods from the three macronutrients, protein, carbohydrate, and fat. Speaking of which, the next level is macronutrients, okay? Making sure you're getting an optimal ratio of carbohydrates, protein, and then fat. Moving up one from there, we're looking at food quality, Okay, so making sure you're getting all the micronutrients. So when we talk about calories and, you know, energy is the most important, we get calories from the three macronutrients and we don't get them from our micronutrients. So sometimes our vitamins and minerals and other antioxidants can fall to the wayside and people overlook them. But what they don't realize is whilst they're not providing calories, they're actually essential for extracting the energy from the macronutrients. And the term given there is the cofactor. They're a cofactor. So they're a crutch for the processes in the body that extract the energy from our macronutrients and allow us to use it for, you know, our activity and our exercise. Okay, and then there's a range of other reasons that we need, you know, our vitamins and our minerals and antioxidants, right? Immune function, bone health, um, gut health, digestion. As I said, the energy production pathways, so inflammation regulation. So there's all these um, essential factors that sometimes are overlooked. And um, so that's food quality. One up then is meal timing and nutrient timing. So I think a lot of times performance nutrition is used interchangeably with meal timing. And it's so much more than just meal timing. Uh, in fact, meal timing is really high on the on the it's, it's re kind of really far up on the pyramid. But with meal timing and nutrient timing, there definitely is, there definitely is uh, important benefits of, you know, structuring your day and changing that structure based on whether it's a rest day, uh, a performance day, a training day, a recovery day, a rehab day. So there definitely are. Now, the reason we have a pyramid is because anything you do with that structure and timing will not outweigh or will not give you more of a benefit than the lower levels, okay? So it's it's so crucial. So let's go through them. So let's say your meal timing is on fucking point, but you don't get any, you don't have a varied diet at all. You're not getting any fruits and vegetables. You're going to be sick. Your bone health's going to suffer. 
your mood is going to suffer, your energy levels. Okay, um, let's look one level down, the macronutrients. Let's say you're, you're getting plenty of protein, you're not getting anywhere near carbohydrate intakes that you need. Uh, your intensity levels that you're going to be able to reach are going to significantly suffer. And then obviously energy, you'll go into a state of low energy availability and that poses, that, that brings a host of issues that are actually, they can give, they can increase risk of long-term, you know, uh, conditions such as osteoporosis and arthritis and things like that. Okay, so there you can see the pyramid is actually really important to, to kind of consider when you're looking at your strategies. So making sure the lower levels are ticked off first. Moving up from meal and nutrient timing, now we're at the supplement stage. Okay, and here is where we we can split it into two. Okay, and this is I've said it time and time again when I worked with young athletes, this is where they want to start. And look, I, I as a nutritionist, I don't like to cast out supplements. There are a handful of them that are very beneficial and sometimes crucial for athletes and high performing individuals. But you can't start there. You have to start at the lower levels for the re for the and I proved that right there in the kind of exercise I just did. Now with supplements, you can split it into two different uh, levels: ergogenic aids and health supplements. And then it's kind of up to your own discretion. Some people like to say, you know, ergogenic aids is the last priority. What are ergogenic aids? Well, they are supplements that can help performance specifically. And then health supplements are things that are needed for optimal health. And what we're talking about there is if you live in most European countries during the winter, you should look at a vitamin D supplement because you're not getting enough UV exposure, even on a sunny day, um, to absorb, to synthesize enough vitamin D. So that's like your health supplement, and that actually ties into performance, right? But ergogenic aid is specifically designed for important. Uh, improved performance so we're talking about creatine pre-workout like caffeine beta alanine dietary nitrates things like that right so there's two different kind of branches of supplements and obviously overall looking at it more important is to make sure like all your nutrient intakes are checked off so your health supplements and then next if you have everything ticked off that's when you can start looking at the performance supplements Okay, and then I get a lot of questions about them specifically, you know, creatine, it's a very well proven supplement um, for, you know, improved strength, power, size, recovery from uh, extreme or intense outputs of uh, intense exercise, sorry. What else do we have? We have whey protein, you know, just a tool or an e a kind of a crutch for hitting your protein goals. And pre-workout, I kind of I strongly recommend against pre-workout uh, because you can just get that in your caffeine. If you do want to get the combo of beta alanine or um, citrulline malate in there, that's kind of up to you. Nitrates can improve your, your oxygen delivery system in mostly untrained or less trained individuals. If you're an elite athlete or you're very, very fit, you're probably not going to get a huge benefit out of it. Um, but yeah, so these are a handful of supplements I always get asked about and definitely going to have podcasts on each of them. So don't you worry. So as I've said, if you're trying to start looking at your performance nutrition routines and strategies, make sure you're starting at the bottom. Looking at the bottom three levels, 
and doing them consistently 90% of the time will give you so much more benefit than the upper levels. Okay, so just doing the basics will give you so much results, especially if you're kind of a new to this whole performance nutrition realm. Okay, now I love giving practical segments and I have about five or six minutes left. So I'm going to just run through, I, I put a, a kind of a thread up on my social media last week and it was, if you don't know where to start with nutrition for athletic performance, here is a simple framework for getting started. But again, most of these apply to non-athletic performance, professional, family, just your daily activity, okay? Number one, hydrate, okay? Often overlooked, people use thirst as their marker, strongly advise against that, especially if you're very active, okay? If you're someone that's um, not hugely active, then just drinking as you need it, all right. I mean, I just really, really recommend calculating your needs based on your body weight, and a great way to do that is just multiply your body weight in kg by 30 mils, and that's your baseline. Okay, that's your baseline on a, on a kind of resting, normal activity day. If you wanna compare it to your, your calories, it's, I suppose, near enough to your, it's a, it's a mix between your basal and your TDEE, all right? Um, it's enough to keep you hydrated, but if you're active, what we do is we say to add one to 1.5 liters for every hour of intense exercise. If you had access to a scale, then what we say is add 1.5 times the weight you're losing uh, in sweat, in pounds. Okay, so now if you follow this, it's one to 1.5 liters for every pound you lose in sweat. Um, but for the most part, a lot of people don't have access to this. So what we say is just one to 1.5 liters for every hour of intense, you know, heavy sweating exercise you're doing. And then the last thing I wanna say about hydration is to use urine color as your marker of hydration, all right? Don't use the need to hydrate. I'm gonna get into this in another episode, but the need to hydrate will come a lot earlier than reaching optimal hydration. Okay, number two, and I'll get to these a bit quicker, sleep. So it's not in the performance nutrition pyramid, but it is so important and Nothing you can do nutritionally will outweigh, you know, a good night's sleep. Uh, not even going to get into that much further. Just make sure you're doing that. And then in my post, I gave the little tips of make a set bedtime every night. You know, keep a routine that's based on your circadian rhythm. Uh, it's good to kind of to be regular. Stick to the schedule. Treat it as important as an important supplement. You know, if we had a, a supplement, I, I hear this. Um, who says it? I think it's. Yeah, I can't remember, but they say if there was a supplement that gives you all the benefits that sleep does, it would be the most popular one in the entire world. And then avoid a caffeine, caffeine after 3 p.m. Okay, eat enough. So that's the bottom level of the pyramid. Um, but the nuance here is that a lot of athletes think they eat enough. When we actually break down their levels of output, they're under-consuming. So they're in a fucking deficit. So they're lucky they're not losing weight. They're working with me to gain weight and they say they've tried everything, they're eating all the time, uh, but they're not doing it you know, strategically. We'll get into that too, so don't worry. This is just an introduction episode. Number four is to not skip meals. It's a prime opportunity to get your carbohydrates, your protein, but also your energy, okay? A source of fruit or vegetables for your micronutrients, your enzymatic cofactors, like we, we say, and it's just not recommended for anyone who 
their, their goal is performance. Plenty of fuel, so for some athletes, this idea of low carbohydrate dieting has been propagated as you know the way forward. It's just absolutely not. Every study ever done um, in performance points against that. Now, there are there is emerging research showing that a period of fasted or kind of low carb training um, in endurance athletes might be beneficial, and it can it can be. But for the most part, most of you guys listening, I'm sure getting enough carbs in. Is crucial eat plenty of veggies covered this already sometimes we we overlook fruit and vegetables because they don't fall into the categories of our macros that much um, but they do provide all the other essential nutrients for immune health for bone health for um, energy production for gut health everything and then finally prioritize recovery i can't wait to do an episode on this one of my specialty areas i would say is uh, recovery i discuss it a lot i've presented a lot on it and um, with davy nutrition for example with the company i do talks out here with if we look at it as a form of preparation of fueling for our next session that's that's the key that's when people will start to prioritize it as uh as important as it is okay so that is it and that's my first episode wrapped i hope it was nice and digestible and i'm going to keep the solo casts to this length because you know people just want to hear it at this they, they, they don't want to hear patrick with the hybrid american irish accent talking for an hour in their ear i was a bit nervous on this one for some reason i'm sitting here in this roasting hot room with the ac turned on very low in costa rica with the birds in the background uh, so i have absolutely no reason to be nervous but i am and i'm in, in full transparency, I recorded the start of this episode probably six times. So hopefully the seventh time came out well. If I could please, please ask you, just navigate to wherever you leave the, the review. Uh, for some reason, my Apple reviews, I don't know if it was inactivity or what, but they actually took away my Apple reviews. Um, so I was back down to like three when I had like ten. So they took away my Apple reviews, and if you're listening on, on Apple or Spotify, it's really easy to just hit the stars. If you think it's one star, give me a one star, but just give me a review, and it, it's the only thing I can ask to, to increase the credibility of this and uh, just get it out there to more people, because I can promise you this is going to be a highly valuable season. If you're an athlete, if you're any kind of performing individual, we're going to have some banging guests on. Okay. Thank you so much, everyone, and I hope you have a great day.